This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Hey, don't be confused out there. This is the Andrea K Show. It's eight o'clock on Tuesday, right here in AM eleven seventy KCBQ Studios. Something funky went down with this technology. Must be the NSA was listening to the last hour as I was filling in for David Rudd. They didn't want to play my. TNT intro. This is Andrea K. Donuts and dynamite right here at eight o'clock. Joining me, sticking around with me after he's sitting in with me for the David Rudd show is my buddy Kalyan Pokola from Pokola Law. Hi, Andrea. Hey, now um, I I had a lot of fire, a lot of dynamite. I was gonna like keep it under wraps during David's show, but it's you, just you, you can you can't. You, you can't stop it. You can yeah. only hope to contain it. I, I know. So now I'm like, well, goodness gracious, did I blow my entire wad? Is there anything left to talk about? Wow, you, know, you just said that. Yeah, there's always something to talk about. Thanks for being with me tonight. If you're just tuning in, this is the Andrea K Show. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Um... Updates. What what are we going to cover on tonight's Andrea K. Show? We're going to talk about updates on what's happening down in Orlando. Uh, we've got some Tuesdays means it's business on the Andrea K. Show because in addition to terrorism, there's been two things that have been the consistent top issues at every primary during this primary season. Number one, actually, was economy and jobs. And the second most uh, important issue for them was terrorism and slash immigration. And so, yes, the Orlando terrorism attack and what's going on with radical Islam isn't obviously it's a critical issue for us it's something that I've been talking about for years but we got to keep our focus on the economy as well it is a shock to me with the recent events and the information that has come out that there could be anybody still using talking about the primaries hashtag never Trump we know now that not only do we have, this isn't about incompetence at the executive level. This is about an ideology almost, um, I hate to use the T word, but when I'm hearing reports that the administration, whether it's in, in uh, Jay Johnson's Department of Homeland Security, whether it's the State Department, at every levels of our government, they have been infiltrated. They have been infested. And they are working against our interest. We now know that this is far deeper of an issue, what happened in Orlando, than just um, a lone wolf. And as Dr. Gorka said on Sunday, the term lone wolf is meant to make us stupid. We talked about the responses last night, another terrorist attack, another round of innate responses. Uh, we didn't really hear from President Obama about it until today. And of course, what did he say? Um... Excuses, excuses, excuses. It was like listening to Bad Dad Bob in Iraq. He said, you know, this was not involved with a terrorist group. Again, trying to act as though it's lone wolf, even though we know that the tie is is Islam. That's what's in common with every one of these terrorist attacks. He says um, that he was angry and disturbed and had become radicalized. That was another excuse that we talked about last night, uh, as though these this is just an average all-American kid just walking down the street got hit with a bolt of radical in his head or, or and or the other excuse that he's mentally ill. He went on to say, oh, gee, you know, he did a Columbo routine. It's just so hard, you know, to track down these lone wolves. Therein lies the most insidious part of the story for me. Because this isn't a lone wolf in the sense of the guy coming out of the mosque in Oklahoma who had supposedly been an all-American guy who decides to, you know, do like Muhammad Ali and join the Nation of Islam and then shows up at work one day and tries to cuts one woman's head off and tries to cut off another. Uh, this is the son of immigrants who are radical themselves, who are pro-Taliban, who are involved in a mosque in Orlando that's involved with terrorism. Uh, the same investigator, Philip Haney, who knew about the terrorist ties with that Orlando mosque, knew about the terrorist ties with San Bernardino. And he said that when listening to Congress and the, uh, and regarding the trial of a, of a terrorist bomber, complain that, oh, my gosh, how can we connect the dots? We now know that Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama ordered him to delete information involving terrorist ties 
to these mosques, to the Council on American Islamic Relations, and to Muslim Brotherhood. To me, that is directly impeding, whether or not you want to use the T word for treason or not, that is directly impeding criminal investigations. The left wants to make it to be not about terrorism. They want to make it these criminal investigations. That is impeding a criminal investigation that could stop crimes. That should be an outrage to everybody. On top of it, we know the FBI investigated this guy and interviewed him multiple times. Twice. Twice. And what do we find out about him? This, this, the investigation is now broadening to Afghanistan, Saudi Arabia. This guy, you know, had made multiple trips over there. We find out now that his wife initially refused to cooperate with investigations. Come to find out she was helping him on scouting missions. Yeah, casing Disney World. Casing Disney World. So, of course, today the reports come out supposedly that he was gay. So now everybody's trying to make this out to be that he was an all-American guy who just was homophobic. No. You know, anything to avoid making this be about what it is, which is radical Islam. See, to me, there's radical Islam. And then when you look at the attack here... It's deeply personal. This guy had so many issues, and we should have caught him. I mean, his first wife said she filed a police report for domestic violence against him when she left him. But does anybody get to the, does anybody get to the, um, does this, does anybody talk to the police department? Did they interview this guy? Did they find out anything? No, slips through the crack. And you know, Andrea, a lot of the domestic violence, it depends on the state, but if you have a domestic violence on your record, Sometimes you can't buy a gun, you know, or you get flagged. Then he says these things to his coworkers that are awful, you know, these terrorist sympathizing statements to his his coworkers and and his employer stated and the one of the employees who quit said that the, his boss told him that he couldn't fire the guy. He was scared to fire him because of political correctness. Somebody asked me today, somebody criticized, basically we kind of got into it here at the station because one of my listeners, he had gotten into a scuffle with one of my listeners who had said that, uh, you know, that this was related to Obama. And he said, oh, Obama, how could this have anything to do with Obama? What could he have done? He couldn't have done anything to prevent this. Let me tell you exactly. I already talked about, you know, one of the- if we had the FBI, if we had the DHS, if we have everybody who interviews this guy, I don't think- I blame Obama for this. I blame a system that's been in place since the creation of Homeland Security that somehow, how does this guy slip through the cracks? Let me tell you how. Let me tell you. Not because of political correctness. I think of incompetence. I don't, it's not incompetence. It has to do with political correctness. When we have the, I just read you earlier when I was filling in for David Rudd, when we have the Department the pol- of Homeland Security re- telling them to be sensitive to, but, to, it, to Muslims. New. That has nothing to do with what was going on. This has been going, ago. this has been going on for seven and a half years when one of the first things that he did when, when he took office was remove words like radical from the anti-terrorist activities uh, and task forces with Janet Napolitano and DHS at the time. He refused. He, he I think re- that was all fluff. I think, I don't think they actually, but I don't think they kept, I don't think they changed their entire MO. I think they kept going at. I mean, they they found this guy twice. Back so in two thousand, Philip Haney, everybody involved, many people involved with DHS have come out like Philip Haney. When was he told to delete information that were dots that were connected to terrorist it, organizations? It was in two thousand and nine. 2009. That has not been disputed what he was told to do. Here's what we know. We know that President Obama, here's how he's here's how he's responsible. We know that he promised to degrade and destroy ISIS and we know he he hasn't. Are our military liars who are saying that they are coming back full with with jets and fighter jets fully loaded because there's because the rules of engagement do not allow them to drop a bomb on ISIS? We know that ISIS is so emboldened now. They've got a 24/7 help desk there. They have not only not been destroyed, they they're bigger now than they ever were. They haven't even been slightly degraded. That was a lie by President Obama's part. We know that President Obama has done everything he could to embolden and encourage the enemy every time he badmouths America. Every time he went and goes in front of America and says, you're not allowed to say anything bad about Islam. We know that he has created a culture of demeaning America and putting America down and encouraging and emboldening our enemies when after Benghazi, after he ran a gun running operation to our enemies, allowed four Americans to die and didn't offer any help, propagated a lie on the world and went to the UN and said, 
said the future does not belong to those who slander the prophet. When you're putting that out there in America, this PC culture that... Islam, at every time and there would be a terrorist attack, the first thing he would do would be to criticize anybody who criticizes Islam. All of that creates a culture of political correctness that emboldens these enemies. Do you not agree? I think that's just a weird system. I think that I don't blame Obama for this, nor do I give him credit when we when, when good things happen. I oh, think- yeah, like today, him taking credit for, you know, bringing up, yeah, he's got to bring up uh, uh, bin Laden dying. Well, uh, you know? I mean, I don't think that... Anyone who dislikes Obama would give him any credit for his successes and, you know, or and would criticize him for all his failures. I think that's just just partisan behavior. Uh, But when it boils down to it, the people that are in charge are more interested in finding out who calls who and having all our information down than actually doing real intelligent work. If intelligence works, if we catch this guy, and we interview him. How do we not identify him as a real threat? Well, I um, well, how do I identify people who are real threats? No, we did. Ide- we found him. Right. But how, what's the connect? What, where's the next step? And how did we drop the ball so much? If this guy let, look at the Sonayev brothers as an example, why were they if they were on an FBI watch list? Why were they allowed to travel to terrorist camps and come back into this country? Why were they allowed to buy guns? And why wasn't anyone- they didn't use guns in the commission of the Boston bombing? They used pressure cookers. So they also again, had guns. They but, did have so guns. again, so again, the gun control thing is moot point. We are not. We are spending. We are not as an, an intelligence community are not being allowed to look at their our intelligence community is being told that I'm as much of a threat. In fact, I'm more of a threat as a Christian than a radical Islamist is. So no. when the FBI investigates these guys, they're told not to not to consider the mosque that they're in. We're not even investigating the mosque. Or when we've got somebody like Philip Haney who's investigating these mosques and their ties to terrorism, they're told to delete it. They're told and that information is not being acted upon. You've got when you've got an administrator that's telling the FBI that radical Islam is not a threat and they sit down and they ask a guy, hey, you a terrorist? And he says no, and they close the books. Don't tell me that the Obama administration is not responsible. I have to take a break. When we come back, we've got breaking news. According to Drudge, Mohammed from Iran was shot dead after taking hostages in Amarillo. Uh, Just another day and just another Islamic terrorist attack in America, evidently. This is the Andrea K Show. Don't go anywhere. More on the other side of the break. Hi, my name is Colin Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. Uh, before the break, we got into a little breaking news. Um, immigrant Mohammed Maghadam, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, takes hostages at an Amarillo Walmart, is shot dead by police. Um, I'm sure it had nothing at all to do with Islam, right? It had to probably do with, um, you know, he didn't get the discount, he thought, or maybe they didn't increase his minimum wage. There's, I'm sure it had to do with some kind of workplace violence, right? Um, we were talking earlier in the show, Kalyan Pokola and I were, in terms of how did this guy slip through the cracks? How was he, how was he allowed to continue to go on? Well, first of all, he was allowed, uh, he wasn't stopped because 
his wife, who knew all about it, didn't do anything to stop it. Oh, they tried to make her seem sympathetic today with this. Oh, I tried to talk him out of it. Crap. When she helped him surveil uh, different um, di- from Disneyland to this gay nightclub that he went to. There are reports that he was gay. Doesn't change anything for me if he was. That might have only increased his hatred for himself and the gay community. I think it did. It, it, because, um, you know, my gay and LBGT friends, I beg of you, I've been begging you for years to pull your head out of the sand in terms of who the enemy is. And the enemy is not some little preacher man down in Amarillo, Texas. Okay. That's not who your enemy is. The enemy is not some baker in Portland. It doesn't want to bake you a cake or go to your wedding. Okay. Maybe, maybe there's Christians that don't want to bake you a cake. Maybe there's Christians that would rather you go back in a closet. They might want to shove you in the closet, but they don't want to shove you off a building and kill you. That's not what's happening. Wake up. And we need somebody, you never Trumpers out there. I beg of you to vote for somebody strong enough to do like Nani Dower said to name our enemy in its location. Here's Gary what Johnson. we have. Oh, Gary Johnson ain't going to do squidge rule. Gary who I had him on. You know what? I was in his camp back in 2012 because I was thinking, oh my gosh, we must launch a third party uh, because we're just never going to get anywhere with this Republican party. And you know what? He was about, he, he was about as strong as, you know, um, I, I can't even come up with a good analogy. A wet you know, tissue paper. He's, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's stronger on He's stronger on wanting to have marijuana legalized than he is in wanting to criminalize Sharia. Um, but, you know, we were talking about the the depths, the strategy for, and I talked about this on last night's Injury K show, the strategy with the Islamists is the same as the progressives and liberals. You, it's, it's a war. It involves multiple fronts, multiple tactics. Some are violent in their means and some are very subtle. One of the ways that they've sought to take us over from within is to infest every fabric, every aspect of our society to its very depths. And they have infiltrated the most important area of our country, and that's our defense. When we have the DHS in intentionally looking away we've got reports from philip haney it is documented he says that he was a member of the national uh, targeting center's advanced units he helped develop a case in 2011 on a worldwide islamic movement uh, after a while uh, the dhs's civil rights and civil liberties office because of obama administration the state department uh they told him that it unfairly singled out muslims and um, he was told to scrub it and to delete it. He, he talks about how he was literally deleting it while Congress was asking for why the dots were not be, being corrected, uh, connected. Um, that's why the political correctness of this administration is why people like him are not identified and routed out as well as they should. Um, thoughts on that? Well. I, it's, I mean, we've, we've hit all these topics. I mean, I was sitting there and I'm like, how do we, how do we go back? How do we, how do we make sure that this doesn't happen again? The left is going to talk about gun control. The right's going to say it absolutely isn't about gun control. And the real issue is here is if we're doing the intelligence right, this guy's got to get caught. He's got, there's, his actions have to be flagged. It begins with identifying that, that first of all, it begins, you know, who, who agrees with me in the fact that we need to, we need to identify Islam as a political system is a Muslim named Dr. Zudi Jasser. Until we do that, we cannot effectively stop people like him because even like yourself is saying that this is uh, Paul Ryan, we can't have a religious test as long as we continue to consider Islam a religion instead of the political system it is, they will continue to be able to hide behind religious freedoms and use that as a cover to destroy us. If we do that, then when we identify somebody like this guy, we keep him from getting a gun. We keep, we, and we tell employers out there, you know what, you come to us, you, instead of, Philip Haney's got a book coming out that says, see something, say nothing. You, instead of the Department of Justice telling people to keep your mouth shut about Islam, we say that threat is Islam, just like it was communism. We find out that you're you're pushing these notions and you're spreading this and you're you can't yell fire in a crowded theater you can't be calling for well here's the big problem right what we're looking at the government and we want our government to protect us but we also don't trust our government okay and the big problem here is that we look at this country and we want to protect our constitutional rights and there is 
has to be a balancing act between pro- balancing you're protecting our constitutional rights, just like this guy's constitutional right to own a gun, and common sense, like that we that we that, that we can just find out. I'm not saying he, he, I'm not saying take it away. I'm saying that you interviewed this guy twice for terrorist things, and his actions weren't at least followed. Like what his purchase history was. I mean, you're checking my purchase his- history to find out if I bought something for my girlfriend on victoriasecret.com. Right. You can't check his... It is... You this is what I'm saying. You, right. You, you have to be... And you have to be able to connect the dots between all the in, all the intelligence community that this guy gets interviewed twice. This all goes down the line. And this is where the ball gets dropped. Because we, they had no idea he bought a gun. We cannot yell fire in a crowded theater. I cannot make a threat against the president of the United States or I will be I will be arrested. Why is why are there radical Muslims being allowed to call uh, for jihad against Americans and continue to be in this country? First and foremost, we need to seal our borders. We need to not bring anybody here from any of these countries. If somebody is here, we you know, my they're. The left loves to talk about the fact that the First Amendment right and freedom of speech has limitations. Well, you know what? Let's put some limitations on these people. If if we, you're right, it is a balancing act between our, our civil liberties. Right. And it's the Second Amendment, too. It's like this guy, you know, people who don't trust the government. If you're on a f- no, people who don't trust the government. Let me finish. People who don't trust the government, they don't want there to be any kind of flagging because they don't trust the government flagging that they bought a gun. Right. And this has been a big issue. And. You know, because if, because they they don't trust the government. I understand their perspective, but if this guy, if there had been a system in place where we could have at least flagged him, or for that he shooter, was flagged, or for that shooter in um in was it North Carolina, who wasn't supposed to be allowed to buy a gun and it was processed improperly, so that when his background check got came through, that he passed with flying colors to buy his gun. Well, how does this? How does how we need to make sure that if we're going to have this kind of uh focus on our intelligence community and spend all this money and all these resources, then we need to make sure that this all comes together right. and gets and has a, ha, accomplishes something besides our privacy being, our privacy rights being When we have destroyed. Christians being told that you must bake a cake for somebody, that is an infringement on their religious I'm, protections. Come on, cake. So we, let me finish my thought. If, if we're going to do that and we're going to infringe upon, if we're going to tell Catholic organizations that they are forced to provide birth control, then don't tell me that when we don't identify somebody who's putting it all over social media that they've got ISIS sympathies that they can, and they're here in this country and not an American citizen, that we can't deport them. Don't tell me that if we've got somebody who's showing these kinds of sympathies, they should be surveilled. This man should have been watched closely. He should have not been in any way. He should have been allowed to get any kind of firearm. We've, if we've got gun control, if I have to go down and I've got have background checks and be watched and you know, there were reports about this guy. Check and I'm sitting there going, this is a fallacy that we are trying to continue. And this is the same issue with the Patriot Act. The reason why these th- laws are on the books is to give us the impression that we are safe and that we are making a trade-off of some of our personal freedoms, our constitutional freedoms, in exchange for safety. And that is a fallacy. It's not true. We're giving them away not. for nothing. Absolutely, and we're, we're not giving it away anything, for nothing. And we're not getting anything in... While they're going to uh, white... Uh, Blonde women born in the in the south of America and telling me that I've got a that they want me to register my guns and I'm not allowed. They're telling white women in Colorado that you should not be able to own guns and if you're raped you should pee on your attacker. They're telling the intelligence community is being told to turn their heads and look away when somebody is on social media involved in a mosque. We're not even allowed to go into mosques. We've got professors like in Tennessee imams that are saying that it, that what jihad means is that they have the right to take our personal property from us. This is someone who's employed in an American university, an imam saying that that every Muslim has the right and, and the responsibility to do like Muhammad and take the property. And that means the life of every infidel in this country. Those people have no right to be here. So yeah, we need to be looking at legislation that may, if we're going to look at legislation that's going to infringe on anybody's civil liberties, it needs to be those people. That's what we need to be doing. And it's going to take the courage from somebody to do it. I just don't think I see any courage coming from. I don't. Alone. I don't see any courage either. I think Trump has the courage. I don't but, think he and has shame courage. on him. I think he has bravado. I think, well, and I don't think they're the same thing. Well, this is you know the same what? man who who said that him, you know, dodging the draft five times for Vietnam and sleeping his way through the ladies of New York was what his own personal. Be- it's his own personal Vietnam. This is. What does come that on. have to do with the, with his with with his capability? It has to do with his courage. You what? said he. You said he had the courage. Draft dodgers 
in my opinion, don't have courage. Neither one of us joined the military and went and fought and, a and, and, and picked a up a weapon. That doesn't mean that I don't have. That doesn't mean that I don't have the courage to stand up and do the right thing when it comes to, to policy. You know what? President Obama didn't either. President Obama didn't join the military. And Bill Clinton, the great Bill Clinton, he was a draft dodger himself. So that's a little bit of a ruse. So I'm, I'm and, you saying, know, but, you're but saying, you know what? When it comes, well, I'm not to, saying either, any of them having, are, are, are having have courage. having the courage to pick up a weapon and putting your life on the line for the for in, in the military is very different from having political courage and standing up and doing the right thing. I absolutely, he's already shown courage in the fact that he's saying things that no other politician is willing to say. That to me tells me that he's got the courage when it comes to his convictions to do the right thing for the American people. I don't think that's courage. I think that's ego. Well, I, well, you pick whatever word you want to use, but the bottom line is that, you know, he's willing to do, I believe him, that he's absolutely willing to do what he needs to do. Now, there's an argument that the conservatives could make that, you know, one of the issues we had with President Obama was executive overreach, and Trump is, is willing to do the same thing. But you know what? At least that overreach is going to be uh, depart to keep us safe. I have to take a break because I got to get into some business. I got to shift gears because you're right. We've kind of talked all this out. I want to talk about some legal cases that have come about. I want to talk to Julie with some. I, I got to have something to smile about. My girl Julie Mills Brennan is going to be here with some great real estate news. My guy Al, who always makes me laugh, is going to talk about how we can help the corporations. So stay tuned. We got more of the Andrew K show on the other side of the break. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K spelled K A Y E. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican Get it too. Hi, my name is Colin Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com. Do you struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today, 877-749-3533. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me. I've got the best people out there on Facebook. Um, someone just posted, and I have no way to verify and do any investigation on this, but uh, someone named Cody Agnew posted, earlier I had posted about my employee's sister who was at the club when the whole situation went down. I just got some updates. She took 12 bullets. 11 were, were removed. One is in her liver and can't be taken out. She is coherent, fairly stable, and very lucky to still be alive. But that's not the point of this post. There are bits of information that the media aren't telling you shock. Mind you, this is coming directly from a survivor of the attack. There are two others that were in the club slaughtering people that night, last night, that were not caught. They're still out there. They're armed and dangerous. The media is not reporting this because they don't want to scare anyone. But I think it's important that people know, friends, please stay safe. 
I would probably avoid theme parks, clubs, shopping malls, or anywhere with a high concentration of people for a little while. I'm not trying to spread fear, rather awareness, and make sure that all of my friends stay alive. Earlier, uh, Bridget Gabriel was on the Craig Sewing Show with us, and she said no one should have been shocked by this because ISIS, who President Obama failed to, to remotely degrade, let alone destroy, issued before Ramadan out to all of um, the world, basically, wherever your homeland is, to commit acts of terror. And, um, you know, we do know that this guy looked at Disneyland, so um, among other places, so that might be some good wisdom there. I hate to do that. I hate to cower in fear. You know, the definition of Islam is submission. That's what they want. They want to bully us into submission. Um Anyway, I got to shift gears for a minute because I got to I got to get into some bright stuff here, you know, because, you know, right or wrong, that's just kind of how I roll. I'm a happy warrior. So uh, Tuesdays, I like to get into business. As you know, I got my all star business team, a part of the Andrea K show. Earlier, I chatted with my gal, Julie, who's my real estate gal. She jewels, we call her. Things are happening here in San Diego. Um, great stuff. The real estate market has come back. This is really important to me. My family and friends are in the real estate industry, primarily construction. What happens in the real estate industry directly affects me and my life. Every aspect of anything that affects the construction industry, let me say this again, directly affects Andrea (laughs) and my livelihood. This topic is as near and dear to me as radical Islam. So I was happy to chat with my girl, Julie, for a few minutes earlier today. Hey, Julie, welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Hi, Andrea. Thanks again for having me. Well, the real estate market is hot. It's happening in San Diego. That is wonderful news, but it's also a little bit of a challenge for those people that are scraping together money to buy a home because home prices are back up, thank goodness. That poses some questions that a lot of people are having about what extra fees come along with buying a home, like closing fees. What else do they need to know about coming up with money besides a down payment? Well, typically you're going to have title fees, which is just to make sure that the title's free of uh, means and encumbrances. There's a little bit of a title policy there. It's called a lender policy. There is escrow fees that you pay your half of your escrow when you're a buyer. There's some usually typically some lender fees, like a, a loan origination fee, which is typically one percent of the of the loan amount. So there are some fees that can add up. So it's yeah, it's up to consider. Yeah, but 1%, 1% of uh, San Diego, the average San Diego home price, that can be a lot of money. Why would, why does that fee even exist? What's that about? Well, the loan the origination fee. The lenders need to get paid, and so that's how they get paid. Oh, so, okay. What is the average price of a home right now in San Diego? It's it's around 450000 Wow. That's, depending on where you're at. Yeah. Um, what if someone doesn't have enough for a down payment? Has enough for a down payment, but not enough for all the other closing costs? What do they do? Okay. Well, if you have a seasoned agent, what you can do is you can talk to your agent about having the seller pay those costs for you. And typically, you might have to raise the price just a little bit to cover some of the costs if there's a, a bidding war situation. But a lot of times, I can get my clients' um, closing costs fully paid. And if you're a veteran, meaning a, you know you have a VA loan, you can do zero money down and zero closing. So that's a real ni- nice benefit since we have a lot of military here. So how do you get? I'm curious. I'm just curious how you get a seller to cover the closing costs. I mean, what kind of magic? Well, what kind of rabbit you pulling out a hat to pull that off? Well, a lot of the times, like I said, I mean, it doesn't work on every property, but if I coach my client and tell them, look, okay, if, if they're asking 350 for the property, you might have to pay 355 in order to get your closing costs paid. But for the small amount that that's going to affect their payment per month, it's worth it to get in the house. So that's, well, that's going, so basically what you're doing then is having the buyer actually cover it just over time, as opposed to having to come up with the money up front. Are there any other things like, okay, the military, they've got special special opportunities for them through VA loans. What about other people? Um, Are there grants or anything like that that are available out there for buyers? Absolutely. I'm doing two grants right now, and it's a 5% grant. It's a conventional loan, and I'm closing two actually in the next three weeks based upon getting a grant. Now, keep in mind, you have to have an income qualification. I mean, you can't make too much money in order to get the grant. But if you're below a certain amount, then then I can I can basically get you in a house for almost free. For almost free, meaning no down payment or cl- what? What? And what about all the other fees? 
Well, I can get the, the grant, and then I can get the seller to pay the closing costs. And um, I have one client right now, literally, that's paying $1,000, and we're going to close in her house um, at the beginning of July. Wow. So, yeah, and also, too, I forgot to mention, um, a lot of these programs allow gifts. So if you have a parent that wants to help a child, then we can, we can all they need to do is per, uh, propose a, a gift letter and funnel the money into escrow, and it's, it can be almost a free deal. Is that new? Because I thought it used to be that you couldn't have a gift as part of your down payment. So people were always doing kind of shenanigans, like putting the money in an account, letting it sit there for a while and kind of moving it around to try to avoid it, the obvious that it's a gift. And I always wonder, why is it wrong to to gift somebody some money so they can buy a house? Well, you know, I mean, there are some programs that there's, that depending on which loan program you go with, it's like, you know, it's different for FHA, which is federal housing, uh, it's different for VA, it's different for conventional but most of most of the lending now is allowing for gifts, but the person has to document that it is a gift and it is not to be paid back. So it truly has to be considered a gift because they don't want you owing any more to people other than the mortgage. Right. Well, you know, I'm just excited that, you know, you can help people with all these other extra costs that are associated because it's exciting to me that San Diego is back after the bubble. I know so many people that lost their home to foreclosure, other people that had to sell it on a short sale just to get out from under it. There were so many of us here that were like, is the housing market going to come back? What's going to happen? And so it's exciting to me that it has come back. But then for a lot of new people coming up into their careers, it was, you know, with all the new mortgage restrictions, people were like, well, am I I'm now going to be able to buy, you know, good news for those who are already property owners. So I'm excited, you know, that, that it's looking like it's good for both buyer and seller at, right now. How can people get information if they're looking to buy or sell a home? How can they get in touch with you? Oh, uh, 619-992-7113 or homes by Juliet Cox.net. I'd love to help. But I think we should probably end with a disclaimer to say that doesn't mean that Julie can get everybody in a home for $1,000, right? Exactly. <laughs> not the case. I mean, it's good to have a little bit of your own money if you have it. But if not, then we can try to work with it no matter what. Awesome. Thanks, Julie. Appreciate it. Have a great day. All right. Thank you, Andy. You too. Bye-bye. So seriously... She got somebody in a home for $1,000. We are back up, by the way, if you didn't hear all that, in San Diego to where the average price of a home was almost $500,000. Okay, that includes condos. Uh, and, and the average income here isn't, the, here's the thing, since everybody wants to live in San Diego, the average you know income here isn't really any higher than in Texas. So the incomes are about the same as everywhere else in the nation, but the cost of living is enormous. So I am so happy that things have turned around here in San Diego in terms of the homeowners that I know, they're homes now have equity again for the first time in a long time, but now it's also tough for new people to own a home. So I'm pleased to bring that to the Andrea K show. I can't just sit here and just, you know, obsess about radical Islam anymore. Um, in fact, I've got a couple of other topics that I posted first thing this morning, um, because we had actually some good news in the courts today. And it's one of the reasons why I brought Kalyan on who's an attorney, really good news for me. First bit of good news was what that is that that turd, Jesse Ventura, who actually sued the widow of American sniper, Chris Kyle, who was who dedicated his life to America, dedicated his life to veterans after he came back and was shot in the course of that and died. Jesse Ventura had the gall to sue the widow for millions of dollars and he won. So the publisher of the book actually was going to cover the damages, evidently. And I, I wake up and I find out that it was overturned. What was what happened there, Kalyan? Well, what happened was they decided, the court decided that in a two-to-one majority in the U.S. Court of Appeals that basically you didn't really have, the Minnesota law doesn't really have any kind of right for the unjust enrichment, which was the whole theory for uh, his case. But, you know, I can understand both sides, the the majority and the minority. The minority was like, they said there were some prejudicial comments, basically that HarperCollins, the book company uh, for American Sniper, the book publisher, had a big insurance policy and that... Um, they revealed Kyle's, that in front of the jury? No, no, no. She uh, she opened the door, which I think is a mistake on her attorney's part, that she said that she was going to have to make all the payments herself. And you, when you open that kind of... You open that door, then you can rebut that with other evidence that would you know so the minority was like 
you know, the dissenting opinion said, well, you kind of, op- you, she opened you the open door. door, you know, and I agree with the minority on that point because she opened the door and she goes, oh, you know, she cried her tears like that because this was unfair that she was going to have to pay for this bill and that it was all, and you know, her attorneys were like, well, let, let's play the whole, right. you know, war with, you know, the widow card and see if this works out. And what ends up happening is they, you know, is that they open the door and I think that their, her attorney is getting away with a mistake that they made in court. Uh, but what happens now? Now he can appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court if they decide to take it or not. But I mean, I think that you know the trial court didn't deny it. Didn't um, it didn't do a bad job on this case? But I could see where the majority is coming from in terms of right. the, especially the amount of the award. Okay. It seems excessive. Okay, moving on. David Delayden. Yep. was the filmmaker for yep. who uncovered and exposed the reality that Planned Parenthood is harvesting babies and selling them. I don't care what anybody, how anybody wants to spin it. He caught it on camera. He ends up uh, being indicted on charges in Texas and here in California. What happened today in Texas? Well, in Texas, they dismissed the charges for the misdemeanor because he didn't actually purchase any baby parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that got dismissed. Uh, he still has the case going on in California. And, you know, regard, whether you believe, agree with him or not i mean he he did break some he did break some laws whether or not well, he should be evidently. for them is you know is up for debate but i mean you especially in california you don't well, get we're to, talking you, about texas I know, we're I know. not talking about california texas, he gets away with it so he gets to breathe a sigh of relief in texas but he still has his case in california and we'll see what i want to know is speaking of breaking the laws it was documented his films documented that planned parenthood is intentionally breaking the law they are manipulating procedures so that they can harvest organs to have them sold that has been documented it is illegal this man should never face another day in court until all the way to the top levels of planned Planned Parenthood are indicted, and I want to see some perp walks. We got to take a break because we're running out of time. Yeah, I disagree I mean, on this, though. If you break the law, you go to jail. Whether you well, are, she broke the Planned Parenthood has broken the law. I, I, I don't disagree. And, 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 and in I don't California, disagree, and, if you break the law, you go to jail. You don't get like, in California. In Texas, they said he didn't break the law. California, that case has yet to be heard. In California, when they came in to investigate him, they intentionally overlooked when they went into his house. Intentionally overlooked evidence that proved that Planned Parenthood had broken the law. This is politically based, but we have to take a break because when I come back, I got to talk to my guy, Al Arias, about corporations and taxes and how we can jumpstart this economy. Zandria K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. Hi, my name is Colin Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com P-O-K-A-L-A law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com you're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. We're covering a lot of ground here in the second hour with Andrea K. Tonight, earlier tonight, I was on with David Rudd. So sweet for letting me fill in for him. Um, this election is going to be more than just, I wish it was primarily on radical Islam. 
I think it's pretty clear that Donald Trump is, has has it over Hillary, hands down. In fact, I don't even really think there should even be a debate. I can't even believe that there's anybody even considering Hillary Clinton for a variety of reasons. But the economy is still the number one issue. There's still many Americans hurting so bad that they're actually, you know, on board with socialism. They're on board with government inter- intervention, and in part because many Americans have never been taught the first thing or the first basics in economics. So we have to continue to push conservative economic principles and help educate the American people on that every chance we get. And earlier today, I talked to my guy at my guy, Al Arias, and here's what he had to say about jumpstarting the economy through a reduction in corporate taxes. So on Tuesday, you know, I like to get into a little business and one of my favorite businessmen in San Diego is my buddy Al, the Spicoli of taxes. What a voice. Oh, yeah? Oh, you mean mine or yourselves? Yours. (laughs) (laughs) What a sight. (laughs) (laughs) Something about having you here makes me talk low, kind of like I'm hosting a, kind of like a DJ of like a smooth groove hour (laughs) of music. Um, So... Corporations are always, I mean, that has been part of the cultural Marxist attack in America has been to demonize corporations. And so I I found this article on Yahoo Finance, which is my go-to place really for business news. And I'm on Yahoo Finance as much as I am on Drudge because y'all know I love business. And I see this article and I'm like, I got to rap with Al about it. It says at least two thirds of all active U.S. corporations pay nothing in federal income taxes during 06 to 2012 period, despite an income-dependent statutory tax rate of 15 to 35%. Uh, and it's like, we're all supposed to gasp at this. Oh my gosh, US, two-thirds of U.S. corporations aren't paying federal income tax, Al. The shame on them. This is really a re- ridiculous <laughs> thing to put out to the public because... Two-thirds of the corporations are S-corporations, right. roughly. Yeah, it's, it's just a huge proportion. That's the one of the favored uh, entity forms for small business. Yeah, and so, the, but the purpose of... So the- an S-corporation doesn't, generally speaking, an S-corporation doesn't pay income tax. Right, because they're not an individual. It's an S-corp. But the average American public... Well, the person who pays, is, pays the income tax is the owner. So right, it's a it, pass-through entity. So income taxes are being paid. And they put this out there to the public. For what reason? I think we all know what the reason is, right? It's about demonizing corporations to make them think that they're not paying enough in taxes, that they're taking advantage of the workers, that they're the bad, evil uh, bourgeoisie or whatever the Marxist term was for it, because they what they want to do is they want to increase taxes on corporations instead of lowering taxes and regulations, which is what we need at these times in order to kickstart this economy. Am I wrong wanna, in my analysis? you want to get billions of dollars back into the U- U.S. economy... You reduce corporate income taxes, not increase them. Big business is able to locate in places like Ireland and achieve a virtually a zero tax rate. That's what Apple does, Google does, other major corporations. But uh, Mr. and Mrs. America, uh, family-owned businesses, generally speaking, can't do that. And they're it's the not ones, efficient. right? And they're the ones. They are the lifeblood of our economy. Over sixty percent of all jobs are created by the small business owner. The ones that are paying those taxes personally out of their own pocket that you talked about as a pass through. And these are the people that are going to be the most hurt by these any increases in taxes because they don't have the luxury of taking their dry cleaner uh, chain that might have two hundred employees in San Diego, taking that to India somewhere, or even taking it south of the border. So uh, you know, Americans need to understand. When they hear these sound bites on, you know, MSNBC or whatever, uh, demonizing corporations, they need to ha- they need to understand more about the reality, right? Well, what we have now, especially with social media, is uh, an environment of perception. Mm-hmm. So it's how things are perceived, and generally speaking, perception is. Invalidity, generally speaking. So practically everything that we think is shaped by social media these days. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a lot of misinformation out there, just a lot. Well, and you have to be expert in order to deal with it. For example, this specific idea right here 
a lay person is going to think, oh, my God, two-thirds of the corporations aren't paying income taxes. And the fact is that two-thirds of the corporations, roughly, are S-corporations that don't pay income taxes because their owners pay the income taxes. Mm -hmm. Well, this article goes on to talk about just even more shocking revelations, Al, on the evil corporations, that that they're able to use tax deductions and incentives to actually lessen their federal tax burdens in a given year, sometimes bringing their amount paid to zero. (gasps) (laughs) That's where we need like that soap opera music to come in. (laughs) Like, oh my God, da-da-da. Well, that's just what keeps me in business because... There are a lot of Congress-granted tax benefits. Mm -hmm. Why does Congress grant the benefits? Well, mostly because of uh, lobbyists Mm -hmm. for for people that have an interest uh, to pursue, like research credits. Mm -hmm. Do we think that we want to discourage research in this country? Right. We are the hub of the bioscience industry here in San Diego. If we did not have credits for research, we wouldn't have... The, the Allergan and, you know, all the different ones that we have here in San Diego that are based here that, oh, by the way, have come up with, with you know, science and technology that has saved lives, by the way. Listen, construction contractors can mm-hmm. qualify for research credits. This stuff is really, it's much broader mm-hmm. than the public perceives. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of the complexity of all of the rules... You need an expert on your side. Mm-hmm. You're out there doing things that um, benefit society mm-hmm. and are encouraged by Congress, mm-hmm. by law. And the same. And co- it escapes your perceptions. Right. It's not known. So not only that, but then you've got the same Congress makers who come up with these these uh, tax credits in part because they they are manipulating society because and sometimes it's with good intention if it's a science company or even a construction company because there's actual is good for society that comes out of it. But we sometimes have those same lawmakers that are demonizing corporations because they get the fact that the average American doesn't understand it, and and it's really for, it's a play for them to regain power and to actually then, you know, just to charge higher levels of taxes. Because, you know, while tax credits can be good and end up helping the corporations and society, we are overtaxed as a country and our corporations are. That's why we have so many going to places like Ireland and taking their businesses around the world. It is complicated. I don't know that this flat tax that people have been talking about is, is going to come into play. Even if it does, people still need a really, really expert CPA firm. That's my guy, Al. How can people get a hold of you? Aviarius at aviariusco.com. Mm-hmm. 619-296-2123. Fax. Mm-hmm. Hashtag stop the demonization of corporations. Yeah, give me a call. It's always fun talking to Al. (laughs) I agree. Lottie, I was on the Craig Sewing Show at the 6 o'clock hour. I took over David Rudd. The 7 o'clock hour, I wrapped up the Andrea K. show. I feel like I need a shot of Jack Daniels and a cigarette. What do you need, Call Yon? You finished two hours with Andrea K. Oh, I'm tired. You wore out, baby. I, I, I need some coffee, I, but I, I feel like, you know, you're, you're, you're exuding enough caffeine that I might be able to survive. <laughs> you're lucky you're on the other side of the room. That's true. I got another donut here for you. Okay, I'll eat it. If you want it. I'll eat it. Hey, thanks to everybody for hanging in there with me tonight. DJ Carrot Sticks, Call Yon. And his buddy, TJ Hummus. (laughs) Al Arias, Julie Mills Brennan, who got somebody in a home for $1,000. Good grief, man, if you can do that when the average cost of a home is $500,000 here. You got the goods, man. And we got the goods right here on the Andrea K Show every Monday and Tuesday night right here at 8 p.m. Pacific time on AM 1170. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to Bridget Gabriel for coming on Craig's showing, uh, sewing show earlier for me. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. I'm on Facebook. I'm kind of everywhere. I hope you all have a great night, everybody. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Kalyan. Thanks for having me. This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group.